Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for Star Wars Visions. Okay, I guess we're back, guys. I guess we're back. My name's Dan, and I'm joined by my co-host, Noma. Hello there. And Ed. Hello, hello. Ed, you called it this time. As soon as we finish, you're like, it'd be so cool when we finish season one if we had animation from all around the world. You called it. I remember you calling it, and you did it. So. That's funny because I was editing the other one too. Like that whole thing happened where I was just like, oh yeah, it's going to be around the world. Then they announced that there was going to be from different parts of the world. Ever, so I was laughing like crazy. Yep. But no, it's, it's, it's good to see it because it gives us a brand new perspective on how, you know, around the world interprets it and sees it mm-hmm. and their own designs on what the universe should look like. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And off the top of my head, I mean, you know, today we're going over one episode of it, but there's episode three. I, I literally just saw the thumbnail for episode three, and I'm super excited because okay. I'm 90% sure that's Leica. Like, I, I saw the thumbnail. Yeah, and you're like, ooh. And I went 3D puppet work-ish, like that kind of style. Like Claymation like almost? Uh, no, no. Uh, that, so, well, no, actually. I think I know what one you're talking like, about, but like, maybe I'm wrong. Not quite Claymation. Yeah. It's more like puppets but um like uh if, if yeah i guess if anybody doesn't know the the two movies they're most well known for are uh Coraline and kubo yeah and the- okay i know what you're talking about oh, the yeah. two strings okay. yeah yeah and their stuff oh my god it, it's it's amazing I, I love that company all that stop motion stuff it's so good it, it's so hard to do and they do it so time consuming well. it takes for yeah i was gonna say it takes forever like yeah. you can have like over a million shots just mm-hmm. for like 15 minutes yeah yeah so, so i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure if it is like a, it just really looked like it from the front um same thing with this episode there's something i do want to talk about because this studio uh like on the i don't know a minute 40 seconds in mm-hmm. there was a shot where i went oh i know what studio this is and then i looked it up and i couldn't find i'm still convinced they worked on it but i could not find any evidence that they had because of how the studio works but um, i do have some info on that because you know i'm the resident uh, animation fan and work <laughs> alongside that industry. So, um, yeah, I've got some cool stuff uh, and some cool background uh, information today. So hopefully you enjoy that. Nice. Ed, would you like to let listeners know which episode we're talking about today, if it's not obvious? Well, yeah, no, it's not obvious. We are discussing the events <laughs> of... Uh, this is Star's Visions, Season 2, Episode 1, Sith. Now we're going to go over what happened. Um what may happen doesn't really apply because these are all just one-off separate stories but you know it's you'd like to see where they're going so we can guess you know from where in the world the next the next episode is going to be coming from i don't know it just, <laughs> just toss a pin on a, on, a, on a globe or something but if there are any like so when we say easter eggs for visions it's it's more so like you know what did they draw inspiration from from either legends canon whatever so that's going to be really interesting to see awesome i'm really excited for it man there's going to be a lot of little things in these episodes as we go through them because the people who worked on these are animators but they're also star wars fans right which is which is fun to see the rendition on it but uh noma how can people get a hold of us to let us know what they thought of this episode a whole bunch of different ways uh one of the easiest is our website which is voice of the force.com 
As always, we've got that merch shop, which is shop.voiceoftheforce.com. And our email is connect at voiceoftheforce.com. On social media, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both is at voiceforcepod. As always, retweeting and, re- yeah, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. Uh, you can also find us at uh, twitch.tv slash voiceforcegaming. A little bit more on that in a second. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility, and you can subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, no. Uh, yeah, no problem. And yeah, our Twitch, we're trying to uh, really kind of get that off the ground now. Uh, so you can tune in most times. We are Friday at uh, 8 p.m. EST. Uh, right now, we are also doing Tuesdays at 10 p.m. EST. That is a collab that I am actually doing with a uh, VTuber friend of mine, Roomba friend. Uh, But yeah, you can join in and either watch some Jedi Survivor on Fridays or watch um, sometimes me, but mostly Roomba, get eaten by zombies on Tuesdays. We are at one death for me and nine deaths for him. So, you know, uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah, my my favorite so far, uh, very, very quick. My favorite so far was that the very first death he had, um, I teleported over to him. And he had been saying, oh, yeah, no, I found a safe place. Like, everything's fine. I'm, I'm good. And I teleport and he has trapped himself inside a closet with five zombies banging on the door. <laughs> and I turned to him and I said, Roomba, how the hell is this safe? Where, what was your plan? He goes, oh, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. And so I just opened the door and ran past the zombies and uh, let him get eaten because I am a good survivor friend. <laughs> You're not going to just, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You got yourself into the situation. I'm not going to die with you. Oh, so uh... I watched a little bit of like the VOD afterwards, and mm. uh, there were some pretty good moments. It seemed yeah, like you guys were having a blast. It, it's, it's well, uh, <laughs> when I'm not, when it doesn't feel like I'm banging my nuts, it, you know, <laughs> all in jest. When it, uh, Roomba, uh, the, that was his first time playing. So there was a lot of me explaining things to him and him learning some basic stuff. So nice, nice. it was a frustratingly good time. <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, coming back to this, we have uh, a 15-minute episode that is called Sith that we're going to be talking about in a moment. Uh, but if you haven't seen the episode, maybe go watch it so you don't spoil the entire short for yourself. I don't think there's a sequel mm. to this, unlike Ronin. Um, that one had a mm. novel, <laughs> like an eight-hour novel that was uh, made. But yeah, go watch it and then come back to see what we have to say about it. Noma, you ready for this? Absolutely. So yeah, this animation was done by El Guiri Studios. Uh, the writer is Rodrigo Bla- Blas, uh, 
Uh, who's also the director and the score is dan levy uh if i've mispronounced the studio or anybody's names i apologize uh spanish is not my native language uh really? but yeah this yeah right. <laughs> really? um, yeah th- this animation comes to us from uh madrid spain and mm. like i said i've got some information on el uh guidi um if i'm saying that right but yeah, it's a it's a very good episode. The I, I've got. Uh, we will talk afterwards about the art style. I loved it. It's it so cool. Um, but without any further ado, let's get into the plot. It's fairly streamlined. It is a fifteen minute episode, so I'll go through it real quick. We're never formally told the character's name, but from stuff I looked uh, that we have looked up, uh, they are or she's called Lola. So it starts with a. Uh, ball droid kind of rolling through this very very cool uh hallway layout i loved it it looks so it's yeah anyways i can gush about the animation for this for a long time but it rolls into uh lola's bedroom wakes her up um we get a nice little scene of her uh talking with it a little bit and talking a little bit about painting she makes herself a cup of uh, i can never remember what star wars calls it but like recaf basically coffee um, and we get this neat little scene of her trying to uh, use the force with some of the little bubbles in this like percolator. Uh, they all turn to black. It's a space and she gets annoyed. Basically, right? <laughs> Star Wars um, Keurig. Space Keurig, space siphon filter, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she then moves on to trying to paint this uh, scene that she's been trying to work on and remarking that no matter what she does, the darkness is always there. Um, kind of a almost symbolic point. So from there we start to go more into the action she notices that one of the relays is down uh or sensors and she thinks it's a meteor she goes out in a very cool tricked out grievous unicycle really cool uh to go and check on it and it turns out it wasn't uh knocked up by a meteor it was caught with a lightsaber we also get some awesome shots of what while she's walking through um her own base leading up to this of something watching her some person watching her um and then that kind of pays off she gets the relay realizes it was taken out um, and this Sith, who kind of looks like a Twi'lek, but it's because of the tubes on the ba- on uh, his sides, shows up uh, with two bounty hunters, and we get a little bit of a standoff. We're informed that uh, Lola no, no longer considers herself as a Sith, uh, so they start a fight, but she doesn't have her lightsaber, so it becomes a chase uh, against the two bounty hunters. She shoots one down on the motorcycle, um, and then the little ball droid uh, <laughs> turns into a cannon, uh, which yeah. we get big Jojo vibes as it shoots uh, the second bounty hunter, which turns out to be a droid. Um, then the Sith Master rips apart the ball droid, makes Lola go grab her lightsaber. We get the standoff. It's ve- They did a very cool thing that I really enjoyed um, that we're starting to see a little bit more of. When the Sith uh, Master activates his lightsaber, it is very clearly uh, like a longsword. Um, and then when Lola activates her lightsaber, it's a cutlass. And that was super fucking cool to me. Because you also the then see... Yeah, so it's curved, it's very short, and she's got a handguard yeah. uh, on the front of her lightsaber. Um, so we get the the fight. The Sith Master has the upper hand saying, you have to join me in the darkness, you have to strike me down and become the new Sith Master. Um, and Lola has her revelation of, oh, the, the, the darkness isn't there to corrupt me. It's that darkness and light are always there. Um, and we get the, the bubble scene again where she's actually creating colors now because she's accepted both the light and the dark. Um, activates the other end of her light of her uh, cutlass lightsaber, yep. and I like that the blades are going in opposite directions. Um, so now Reminds she's got yellow and red. Yeah, yeah, a little oh, bit. Th- with a much shorter uh, grip. And yeah. then she one shots the Sith, 
um, we get a nice little back and forth where he basically is like, ah, oh, now you're the Sith master. And she says, I told you, I don't, I'm not a Sith. As he uh, disappears in ash. <laughs> Itch, yeah, yeah. Fall, falls away in, in ashes. Yeah. Um, and then we get a very nice scene where uh, she, she basically is like, oh, you know, we have to go find somewhere that's a little more accepting of us. Gets into a ship that gave me huge legacy Chiss vibes. Uh, the wings on it look almost exactly like the the Chiss claw fighters that they uh, had in Legends. Okay. Um, and but then the wings are more like a Battlestar Galactica curviness. Um, yeah, they got that curve. Well, uh, no, the curve is what reminded me of the the claw crafts. Okay. Um, it was the the one wing up and the two to the side that reminded me of the I can't remember what they're called because I'm not a huge Battlestar Galactica fan, but um, they're fighters that have the the wings in the same formation. Is it Blasa? Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall, uh, you know, it's a very short, very, um, I wouldn't say by the books, but you can kind of see where every beat's going to go for the story. Yeah. Um, it's nothing amazing, but it is done well. It definitely um, looks amazing. Oh yeah. That's it's, where it's, a lot of it's poured into it, I think too. Yeah. The animation is phenomenal. It looks so cool. And, and so the thing that is really bugging me is as soon as I saw that first bubble scene, when they all turned to black where they're all colors and they turn to black. I went, oh, these guys worked on Spider-Verse. It looks like the it. The way it looks, the way the animation style is, the kind of sketchy but really cool style um, and really solid style, I immediately, the whole time, was thinking, oh, they must have been one of the studios that worked on Spider-Verse. Like 2D but yet 3D. Well, yeah, yeah. so it, it's all 3D models that are uh, kind of rendered or drawn over. It looks like, I, and I'm assuming, I don't know the full process, um, but like the bike looked 3D, the robot looked 3D, yeah, she, yeah. all the characters look 3D, but there's enough stuff over it that it, it gives it its own uh, life and style and depth. Um, this is where the only annoying thing, honestly, overall comes in. When I looked at El Guidi, um, they do a lot of front end and pre-production. Um, so that means that they were similar to the company that I worked for, which also means it's incredibly hard to figure out what they actually worked on because um, they're not really given a lot of credit space. So I looked so hard to see if they worked on Spider-Verse. I couldn't find anything. Um, Guidi itself only has three uh, credits for things that they themselves have created, um, which is also really interesting, but I'll get into that because I have, I have seen one of their earliest works um, and I didn't know that at all. It just kind of, uh, came up as I as I was doing some more research into it. But I'll, I'll get into that later, because that, that, that part doesn't really have as much to do with Star Wars. But uh, yeah, outside of that, uh, I know, me and Dan talked a little bit about this before the episode, but Ed, what did you think of uh, Sith? Well, I liked it. The, the Wheel of Fortune she jumped into um, <laughs> reminded me, there there is a bike like that in the Old Republic, um, the Cohen Sayer. Uh, and if, I found it interesting because the way she was just like with the repulsor part where she was like leaning out to the sides to actually be able to friggin' see. And balancing it and stuff oh, like that yeah. was cool. And I was like, that's cool. Should have done that in the actual mount because you were just driving behind you. The first person is just, you can't see anything in front yeah. of you. So I'm like, is there a screen? Is there something? Like, how do you mm, know? Is there like a gap in between the wheels? No, yeah. nothing. It's so a big wall. That was, it was really cool to see that bike get like reimagined to be used actually like actually used and interpreted well so i like that um the color splash of everything really like when you see 
she has her hand on the wall after she's mm-hmm. like doing that aggressive painting yeah. and then everything starts to spread from it the steps she takes when she's walking up the stairs and each of them that she steps on are turning black i love those mm-hmm. like, that. like that color is what really and i guess because she's a painter it makes sense but what really gave this episode something because as, as you see towards the beginning of the episode everything's a canvas and as she's mm-hmm. walking down that hallway you see color splotches here and here like ideas that have just been kind of tossed up and like eh, no, maybe not and keep going keep going until you finally or the droids going until you finally get to her you can see the creative process a little she's bit she's freaking out but everything in that room for the most part or except for pictures and stuff like that were just it was just a stark white canvas kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah and as she started and as you go through the episode more and more more color starts to show up more darkness more darker colors because of what she's her, tor- her turmoil i guess and then by the end of it, it was just vibrant. So it's like this is, this is perfect. And the whole little ending scene where she used the dual, tw- I guess the twin blade at this point now, was hilarious. I was just like, I just did that last night, in Elden Ring. Yeah, you yeah. just wait, <laughs> and you go. So, no, I, I had a blast watching it. This vision is just fun, and I see it that way. So, aside from one or two trigger things that went too far. <laughs> This was this was perfect. It was just like, yes, this is something that you would be walking down the street listening to music to and probably see a scene like this in your head or something. Like, mm-hmm. this is perfect, like, fan fiction-based kind of episode. Mm-hmm. It's a good little show. short. Yeah, for sure. And that's a that's a great point, too, with the, the hallways as a canvas, because that's one part I love. When, when the droids rolling through in the beginning, it's all, yeah, all stark white, you know, no color. And then when she's walking through them as well, you can see it's all creeping darkness and then that's mm, where the yeah. eyes from the the sith master come in and uh, yeah you see them of, right above yeah on the thing looking like some kind of maw yeah, it yeah. It, it's it's such good visual storytelling and and yeah this kind of like unconscious corruption mm. of everything because she still is is desperately trying to to deny you know the sith nature and she's unaware of like the the sith lord that comes in the sith master that comes is looking for her right and that's kind of like mm going through that imagery of like the eyes being there and then when she goes outside and there's like the two sons it kind of looks like an eye a little bit like of the the sith like red and yellow i thought mm. was kind of cool and then we get the some the symbolism at the end too right she gets away from the planet you see the planet's orange and then you got the blue and the red on opposite sides yeah so yeah no it's it's yeah the god it's it's so it's so cool how much you can express with just color alone that they're able to, to pull off. There's not this. a lot of words in this. Like there's like, she, mm-hmm. she's the one that talks the most Lola, but like, it's just to the droid. It really isn't giving us a lot of details. It's just kind mm-hmm. of, you know, everyday kind of stuff moving through. Let's go check things, see how things are going over here. There's not a lot of like character development in terms of the, uh, like the, the uh, dialogue, but I think, what it's shown is where that comes in. Like at the beginning, we see the outline of like the fist on the wall. And at the end, mm. when she has accepted herself as both light and dark as part of who she is, you see the fist is there, but the lightsaber that has the two twin blades is coming off of the, the fist as well. Oh, okay. um, so mm. I was like, that's kind of cool how it like, it, it kind of shows the progression of her accepting it. Cause she couldn't add to that canvas. Like you said, she was adding to mm. other spots, trying to get ideas going. Um, but was having, yeah. having trouble with it. And there's another great moment, too, when she first mentions that no matter what she does, the darkness comes back, and she's got her hand on the wall, 
And when she takes her hand off, it's blue, and yes. then it just the it's darkness really just black. creeps over yeah. it. It goes yeah. black. Yeah, I love that. There's yeah, a lot of like really good in the steps, like walking up the steps. Each step turned mm. black, and then she looks back and notices it. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. The uh, the droid E2. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Like roller. Dro it's weird how like he can roll and then also spider walk. I'm like, mm. why would you roll then? I guess it's faster. I don't know. It's yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Because at first, uh, I thought it was only a roll droid. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, he's a ball. It, he reminded me of something out of um, Portal. Yes, Portal, I was just yeah. about the little sentry turrets. Yeah. Or like uh, Wheatley. The little Wheatley, Wheatley yeah, guy. He's just going around watching I was talking just... to you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> Cal really re resurged the whole like somebody android companion, but yes. tiny droid companion. Like, yep, you could argue BB 8 as well, but BB 8 and R2 were different function yeah for that. yeah they were there they were there to help but they weren't constant buddy companion yeah whereas p2 in this case which jesus christ hold his own at some point yeah but because <laughs> that fight was funny where it was just like okay we have the first guy i love how the buddy just and sits there and he's just like i can't oh. remember how the first one got dusted uh backpack he, he shoots it yeah with the two guns on the on yeah. the actual really really on, on the thing right 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 that was cool too when she's like on the side of it and like just takes these guns that come yeah. up with arms. I'm like, come on, that's so cool. Because there was there was an odd moment where I I knew as she was running out of the base, she tossed she had tossed the saber, but yes, then she put when it down. she got when she got off the bike and was looking at something, and then ran back to it. I thought it was in the back seat when she gets mm, off. Yeah, because you see something, and I was like, is, do you did you forget you have another saber, or is that the Sith one you don't? I want think it's to the use? same one together, but she only activated the one side. Was it not? Oh, okay. I thought no, so I, I think I think the thing on the bike was like the blasters, because um, oh. she runs all the way. Like otherwise, she would have just taken the saber there, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what I thought. So when she, she put came it back down, and then, to fix it. Yeah, yeah. When I saw the saber and she came back, I was like, okay, so it is still here. So what the hell? But then, mm, yeah, as it soon makes as sense she, that the, the bike so, got getting wrecked would have wrecked the blasters as well. So yeah, mm. as soon as she put that bla the lightsaber down, I'm like, I'm gonna wait for her to pick that up, and she didn't. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you should have pick it up. No, I'm like, ah, oh, something's going down here. Yeah, it's it's that same moment when um, Din doesn't pick up his backpack in Mando season two. Yeah, um, and then Grogu gets taken. You're like, yeah, of course, of, of course. course. Yeah, you just you just happen to not grab it, and yeah. then it was useful. But uh, I I I want to just reiterate too, like the portal thing. I was gonna bring that up as well. It's like if you had paint in the portal games, that's basically <laughs> what this like environment is where she lives. Um, mm. I thought that was kind of cool. The, one thing I wasn't completely sure on was there was a section when she was fighting the Sith Master that she was like kind of um, facing the Master in the hallway in like the dark hallway, and then they didn't move, but the environment changed to like the bubbles coming up again. So I was like, is that part of her imagination? Is that part of it? And then it cuts back to the hallway that they're in. So I wasn't. Yeah, she, she sure. was kind of like. I think at that point it was more of like a link thing where she's just like, you know, she's trying to do a new path thing or whatever and shows him like her um her reality sphere. Yeah. At that yeah, point. The room with the lilies and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was her bubble and then he kinda just pops in where he's just like, nah, that's bullshit. Yeah. But mm -hmm. then from that she was just like, Oh no, hang on, wait. And that's where like she manifests the actual like bubbles again. Yeah. Her mm -hmm. perception of the force maybe okay. at that point. Because remember that now with the new canon that's a whole thing. Yeah. And how so if they stuff. wanted to interpret, yeah, yeah. So if they want to interpret it that way, like she sees it as a canvas, and like 
her effects on it or whatever yeah and her control of it can either change the colors of it or whatever like that so when she finally darken it, yeah. accepts it and focuses boom you get the spectrum yeah. that comes up there and it's just like this is your perception of Ford. look at how vibrant it is like what can't you do yep. at that point and when she comes to that realization then then the one shot comes in I love it's it. the obi-wan versus maul yeah. all over again where it's just like no i'm done yeah it's it's a great kind of dual symbology moment because like yeah on one uh the the first part is that every time she's in that lily room it is color and light yeah. there is no darkness in that area so it is her kind of like mental retreat um, and the other thing I liked is is it's a little bit of a sim, sim symbological is that a word link symbology. to oh my god um, I just did the same thing <laughs> yeah that's what I, that's what I was thinking symbolic for a um, yeah I, I guess but in in terms of um, there's there's a lot of monk orders throughout history where you know art was one of the primary things that they would do right if you look at uh, old Christian monks or I'm also thinking uh, Buddhist monks. Um, a lot of them would become famous artists in their own uh, right because that is kind of like a a calming um, outlet, medita- kind of meditative um, way to express themselves. And at least I don't know as much for uh, Christian monks, but I know for a lot of Buddhist monks, especially during uh, Heian Meiji period, you would actually get like really famous artists that were Buddhist monks, um, and. It would be things like that people would be fighting for their woodblock prints as soon as they came out because they were so popular. <laughs> Give it to me. Um, yeah, well, basically, yeah. right? It, it's supply and demand. So it was that that kind of uh, link was also something where I was like, oh, that's really neat that we're we're kind of bringing this in because you don't see that a lot with the Jedi. No, no, not usually. The only yeah. thing we got was like the High Republic, where it's like your interpretation of the Force, how you see it, and how you kind of navigate it. But yeah, your your art in that in that sense just extends really to lightsaber design, where you can see the uniqueness yes. there. Yeah, I but everything that. else not so much. Yeah, because I can't think of like many artistic Jedi. None come to mind when I. Yeah, I can't think of any. What Hansi would be like more? A lot of them would be into tech or stuff like that, or mm. no, they'd be like librarians and everything like that, but never artist yeah yeah though we did watch him like a war zone so to see somebody stop the dropping from all you could have you would be like the hell are you doing yeah Still exactly yeah. it's kind of a, a product of the times i guess yeah i did like the beginning of this too like it was subtle but it was there the reason why e2 went over to see lola was because she was like having a nightmare mm. like she's kind of curled up on her bed and she's like kind of in a, in a nightmare state and she's kind of quivering a little bit and and, and moaning in the fact that she's like terrified of what she's seeing, which is probably the Sith Master, um, but uh, the the yeah, fighting was pretty fast, good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, the 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 fighting was great. The colors, the splashes were awesome. I love the, for the lack of a better term, like we were talking before the podcast, Noah, but like mm. almost like the concept already backgrounds with like it's like line work backgrounds almost, right? Where it, yeah, it's like I, I'd say. I- Go ahead. Sorry, I'll finish your thought first and then I'll yeah. I just say like it's 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 very much just like minimalist background against like highly detailed characters and like you know um actual like robots and vehicles and stuff like that where you kind of put that together. But then when you get into the hallway where it's really dark, it's like filled in, right? Because it's dark mm. and they've colored it in and all that stuff. But I thought that the living area was really interesting in that in that way where it had that like almost portal esque vibe. Yeah, yeah, I, I think like very rough draft is is a little bit more accurate way to put it because yeah, concept yeah. art makes me think of like the the end of Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, very very uh, sparse 
and yeah like that white is all encompassing yeah um but yeah it, it kind of goes forward to what ed was saying right it's it's like that blank canvas it is that kind of purity of you can do whatever it, you know it hasn't been affected by anything yet except for the darkness but <laughs> Later. Uh, yeah exactly um i one last point i wanted to make here was that um the uh e, e2 droid that's with her when she gets mm. into the ship it like pops in and it's like on the side so it's its central eye can like see out the side it's like mm. on an angle on like a 45 i thought that was a really cool little touch where it's like not side all starships have them just go directly up right like it does yeah. with the x-wings and, and whatnot and like y-wings well somebody would still argue yes they do but because it's visions it's just like why not the side yeah that's, <laughs> what, that's what i like about these little shorts is because yeah. you can have that interpretation of like breaking the mold without pissing people off and also enjoying the creativity of that the um now that's hilarious that's a hilarious statement right there just because yes break the mold without pissing people off and in a creative way that still respects the story and the lore and everything exactly. like that you've done that in 15 minutes where it's taken them five years and they still can't figure it out yeah like disney itself like that is it's hmm. funny it's sad because even watching the last season's vision stuff too, like everything was a good idea. I want to rewatch them. Some of them were really smart. Like Ronan is still amazing. Mm. Yeah, have you read the but, book yet? No, it does I add saw quite it a bit to it. It's definitely worth a listen. Like the the audio book is amazing. Mm. I loved it. Plug sponsor here. Yo, um, <laughs> maybe we'll do a review after the season two. But oh my days, like that. It just one episode, so I'm really excited for the next because this was good and it made me like, oh yeah, I I understand this. Yeah, why not have Ooh. a cannon in, in this droid? It's a droid. Yeah. It makes that, sense. Not like she just whipped out some random gun and did it. Yeah, because then I would have been like, hmm, your arm is going Yeah, it's believable with that circle. It just shows how corrupted my own mem- uh like thought process is because as soon as I saw that, um, like I kind of mentioned, immediately like. And I'm double biased because it's my favorite part. But in JoJo's part four, there's an episode where they're they're hunting a rat, and then uh, the rat stand is a turret, and it all extends just like that. And so as soon as they yeah. start doing, it, I was like, "Ah, oh, it's the thing! It's the thing! It's, fire, it's gonna fire a flesh melting bullet." That's so funny. laser, obviously. Um, but yeah, I thought that was that was uh, really. Uh, it's almost really comedic. It's almost comedic how like the the droid died because he's like he's standing there and he's like. He like tilts his head. He's like, "What's going on here?" And then the yeah, droid's like, "Yeah." It's like he has blasters trained on it, but you underestimated the timing. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened. And then it gets ripped apart. Sad E two. Yeah. And then reassembled. Yeah, he survives. Yeah. Well, no, that was the whole. Remember, the spirit bomb comes down and hits Frieza, and everybody thinks he's gone. So he starts <laughs> celebrating, and yeah, Krillin yeah. gets from the air and blasts it apart. I thought she was gonna <laughs> go Super Saiyan. Yeah. He just started ripping it <laughs> apart. And she, she even did the whole like, no. So yeah, I was like, here, yeah. here, here it is. Here's the Super Saiyan Brian. I was like, oh, okay, that kind of works Didn't too. But it. I was really yeah. hoping for like some kind of yeah explosion. Let's go <laughs> and big angry. I was waiting for the Sith part to come out. Yeah, mm. like it still came in, in a decent way, but with the whole with the title being that, I was just like, and then she went berserk. And yeah, she was <laughs> lightning, and also, but she has already yeah. lost an arm. So it's like, you know, which arm? What handedness? I don't know. Mm. But it, it was cool. <laughs> Yeah, I also like the the very small detail that her arm is blaster proof. Yeah, where um, it like yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was so quick, but it was just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, that's that's nice how it, really how it good. held up. Well, like, 
if you watch a lot of shows, a lot of people do that instinctively whenever shots from the They're always just like, yeah. yeah. It's like, Gotham, I'm looking at you, Jim Gordon. <laughs> this blocked everything. This was the plot armor stance. Yeah. But when she did it, she only raised that arm. I'm just like, that's that's brilliant. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. a built-in shield that's just really, really, really narrow. So get mm-hmm. everything behind it. As opposed to Anakin's arm that takes a blaster bolt and then it's just out of commission. Yeah. It fizzles away. Yeah. So, yeah. Up later. It was plastoid. Oh, and, no. And Luke's hand, now that I think about it, because yeah. he takes the, the bolt yeah. in episode six. And yeah. Hmm. Um, but yes, uh, as for the other reference, I just posted it in um, our host thing, but because um, that's the the Chiss Clawcraft. And like I said, the, her ship at the end, since you mentioned it. Looks, it yeah. Yeah, those wings, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, it's the. It's the Clockraft, um, which I always found weird because it was like, we have no contact with the Empire, but we almost built a complete TIE Interceptor equivalent. And it was always like, hmm. oh, I remember what you're talking about. It's like a TIE Fighter Chiss thing. Yeah, it literally looks like a TIE Interceptor, except the wings are different. It's like, yeah, it's like they're they, curvy. They added, they added this into the Old Republic as well. Like oh, yeah? the, the wings kind of fold down. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can toggle them to do that. Okay. So, but it was because there's one, there's the Chiss one, and then there's one from Manon, I think. Cool. But, oh, that makes sense. I did want to just say with the Jedi, the Jedi Master, the Sith Master, uh, when they light up the lightsabers, the lightsaber animations were really cool. It was almost like yeah. staticky, almost. Or like it had a different vibe to it than anything we've seen in another. Like, well, he was editions. basically wielding like a gr- a light great sword. It yeah, like. pretty much. Yeah, it was like a long sword almost, right? Um, and then mm. uh, for him as the the Jedi, or the, I keep on saying Jedi Master, the Sith Master um, is the almost Sith Lord. Actual like God. race he was. He reminded me of like Malgus mixed with two tubes. <laughs> that's what he. That's what I immediately thought of. He's well, so human. Because it's it's the mm. it's the face part, the and then on top of like the actual like species that he was. I'm not sure if it was confirmed or not, but yeah. Well, it seemed like it seemed like those he had something on his back was connected so either they pulled like a, oh look it, the same thing happened to tenebris and plagueis too except they kind of plagueis survived intact rude stone died mm. but like at the same time it's like maybe he got some injury when she lost her arm so she had to get the arm while he had to get like a whole breathing pack installed yeah exactly like they, the last fight really scarred both of them mm. possibly I did and also... That's when they made the promise to be like, okay, yeah, once we recover, we get back to Sithy Way. And she's like, yeah. And so when he comes back, he's like, hey, you promised. And she's like, yeah, no, fuck that. I lied. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only Sith part of me, is I lied. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to go into the, the cast, too, because we didn't go through that yet. So uh, Lola was played by a lady named Ursula Cobero. And then the Sith Master is played by Louis or Louis or Louise uh, Tosar. So I looked up their IMDb. Louise. And uh, we have, uh, this is Ursula. He was in Money Heist, The Tree Blood, sorry, The Tree of Blood, and Paquita Salas. Um, so there's a whole bunch of movies you can find on her IMDb. I don't mm-hmm. recognize any of them, but uh, that's not very um, surprising as I don't watch a lot of offbeaten movies, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and then for the other gentleman, uh, his name is Luis. Uh, we have Zelda 211, Sleep Tight, The Doi Mis Ojos, and uh, The Weakness of the Bolsh- Bolshevik? 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 Yeah, something like that. He's also in Sky High. Mm. I know that one. That's a really bad movie. 
Uh, so no, just on that same vein, uh, when I looked into El, uh, El Guiri and what they do, mm-hmm. um, I was kind of surprised because one of them is a uh, VR experience. So I haven't seen that one. It's called One Morning. Okay. Um, I don't know anything about that. However, uh, the other one uh, is called Alma, and it's a five-minute short film from 2009. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And that one I did recognize because I've actually seen it before. I just the none, I just retained no information about the people who did it. But I, I it's why when I saw uh, Rodrigo uh, Leas, uh, again, if I'm mispronouncing your name, I apologize, um, something connected. Because I was like, I've seen that somewhere. I just can't remember where. And he uh, also directed and, you know, the studio worked on Alma. Um, it's it's very interesting. If you watch it, it still, it holds up. It still looks really good. It's it's very, very different, though. The animation style is completely different. It's more in line with, a, with like, a classic Pixar style. Um, but it is a five-minute uh, horror short. Now, it's the horror in a way that I appreciate because it's not full of jump scares. Um and it's done very well and subtly. Um, but yeah, I watched it back in in uh, college for animation. Okay. Uh, it was just something that uh, a bunch of friends had put on at one point because they were like, oh yeah, look at the stuff that, that came out a couple of years ago. Um, so that was a crazy kind of like memories re-unlocked kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it, it's also very good. Like it, it looks awesome. Um, like I said, it's very jarring because the animation style between this and Sith are like night and day. Um, but you can tell the quality in both of them. So, uh, yeah, that, that's about all of the info I've got for this studio overall. I do have a um, little bit very... of information. Okay. I just saw on their website, they have experience in projects like Tales of Arcadia, Pearl Hunters, Incredibles, Wally, Ratatouille, and Cars. They did oh, work yeah, like yeah. That, that stuff's on there. And, but that, that's also why it was so difficult to figure out stuff about yeah. them because, um, because it's all front end. Yeah. It means they're working on everything first. So they're, you know it's super hard to dig down and figure out what uh, exactly they were there. Yeah. So I'm still in my head convinced that they must've done work on into the spider verse, but I've got nothing to back that up. Yeah. So. It's hard to know until I guess we have to look through the credits in the actual movie and see if there's anything that's like, Oh, I'll agree right here. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, nice. Well, I think that does it for this episode. Any last so- thoughts or are we good? Uh, my last thought is you can tell that this episode was really good because we barely deviated. That's true. That is true. <laughs> A solid 38 minutes of us talking about this episode. Mm. All right. Let's get into the outro. Welcome to the outro of the podcast. Thank you for listening, if you've listened this far. Uh, We don't have anything for Voice of the Fans this week, but if you do want to send us a voice note like uh, RFB has in the past, Ed, how can they do that? Absolutely, there's many ways to do so. Uh, All this information and us you can find over at voiceoftheforce.com. There you can see a merch shop as well. We've got t-shirts right now, but there will be more. Um, Probably t-shirts with quotes that we have from our streams, maybe, but we'll see. Uh, shop.voiceoftheforce.com is that link. If you want to contact us by email, that is connect at voiceoftheforce.com. On social media, we are on Twitter, we are on Instagram, the handle at voiceforcepod. So anything you retweet or repost, such as new episode tweets, does help with growing our listener base and it's very appreciated. On Twitch, we are Voice Force Gaming. 
easiest way to find that is twitch.tv slash Gaming. And please listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Any five-star reviews and a comment helps visibility. And when you subscribe or follow for free, you will get the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Ed and Noma. Appreciate the podcast. This was a good one. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for the next one. And remember, a little bit of color goes a long way. Making the space feel filled in. Oh my god, it wasn't a pun this time. <laughs> I also have an idea for a t-shirt. Because everyone's just giving it to me. Why don't mm-hmm. we make a t-shirt that has like the the like just on the shirt, it's just and remember and then dot dot dot. <laughs> and oh, like yeah. on an angle. Yeah. I feel like that would be a fun one. We could do sense. like a Star Wars font or something. <laughs>